0: Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the music. You can't have The Pretender's first album. That's mine. I bought it. You did not. The catchphrases.
1: Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast?
0: And the wannabes.
1: Sometimes I see you dance around the house in my underwear. Doesn't make me Madonna.
0: Never will. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? welcome to stuck in the 80s it's your old pal spearsy and brad in la and today we renew our series on unlikely cover songs of the 80s they're just like reruns but on the radio instead of tv it's
1: a rerun you'll find out stuck in the 80s is sponsored by the flux capacitor yeah sure just drive 88 miles per hour turn your podcast app on and Boom! Suddenly you're in a bad pastiche of Western movie tropes with Michael J.
0: Fox. Whoa, this is heavy. Or why not let Hungry Man Frozen Meals sponsor the podcast? Perhaps a tender white chicken patty and ham with ranch-seasoned mashed potatoes, some reconstituted barbecue sauce, corn niblets, perhaps an apple cranberry dessert, That's the perfect meal for a rerun show, Brad. These
1: aren't reruns, Steve. That movie clip was just your bad idea of needlessly using a Back to the Future clip for the like 14 bajillionth time in our 16 years of potting.
0: Don't you mean pudding, Brad? The very, very, very best part of any Hungry Man meal. Use the promo code STUCK to get absolutely no discount whatsoever when you order 10 Hungry Man meals on your website.
1: I'm going to stop this right now clearly somebody hasn't stopped their new year's partying the
0: booze hounds
1: return stuck in the 80s is now listener supported via patreon join us for monthly vip zoom happy hours read exclusive content and more when you contribute as little as two dollars a month find out more at patreon.com stuck in the 80s podcast all is
0: quiet Hey, it's officially 2022 now. Did I say enough 20s there? 2022?
1: It's a lot of twos. It's the last year with three of the same number in it for a very long time.
0: Good. By the next time it rolls around, I hope I'm dead. I'll be careful. You'll be dead!
1: We'll be dead.
0: (laughs) Anyway, it's our first show of the new year, so why not play Little U2 back in the awesome 80s when we still loved them?
1: Steve, I still love them. I need you to back off the YouTube vitriol for 2022.
0: Sure, we'll just play this song instead.
1: <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you today,
0: man? I'm just super excited to talk about unlikely cover songs. We we've actually done this this topic 12 times over the years, dating all the way back to episode 319. 319. Which was the infamous Ed in Springfield letter? Uh, for those who don't remember that unique slice of humanity, can you offer a quick recap, Brad?
1: Oh, sure. First, I can't believe we've done twelve of these. I would have twelve. Said, I would have said six or seven, maybe. That's a pretty good. Uh, that's a pretty good catalog. We could launch a like a mini podcast of just those. Of course, yeah. Coverville would you know leave us for dead. But that's a whole nother that's a whole piece of business. So the Edm Springfield letter, I wrote in a letter under a pseudonym. I actually set up a fake Google account and sent Steve a, a tale of woe from my college days. Basically he bought it. It was, you know, it's the kind of story that was pointed right at him.
0: I, I remember being just furious. Oh, you, you f-
1: and Drew wanted to murder me. It was hilarious.
0: There isn't gonna be any fight today. Break it up, people. Go on home. Go on. Here's the idea. We have discovered uh, throughout the history of Stuck in the 80s that there are a slew of hit songs that we loved during our decade, and we still love today, that were in fact not originals to the 80s. They were, they were cover songs. And so over the years now, as we discover this betrayal <laughs> how we, dare you
1: how <laughs> dare you sing something that's been sang before i don't ever want to hear happy birthday come out of your mouth again
0: yeah so we've been highlighting him and so this week we have three songs that we, and until today i did not know they were cover songs so we'll play you the 80s version you know, and then we'll play you the the cover song that you probably didn't know. And we'll tell you if there's a story behind it or not. Most of the time there is. Not, it's not always a fun story.
1: We're just reading the cue cards here, people. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's what we do when we're, when we're hopped up. On, I don't even know what my infatuation with Hungry Man Meals was when I conceived the beginning of this show. It just— It felt very 80s. I, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, before I was able to look after myself, so it would have been—
1: <laughs> So up prob- until, like, you were 26?
0: <laughs> yeah. My parents would go out, I don't know, a couple times a month, I would think. Sure. I, this is this is where my memory starting to get foggy. We could go to the grocery store with my mom that day and pick out the meal, the frozen meal that we were going to have that night. That's and we were excited. Oh sure. Yeah, yeah. And it became like this thing where we would spend like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. <laughs> like, oh, wait,
1: what's the dessert in this one? Ooh.
0: Yeah, like, well, I like the dessert. I want the brownie, but I really don't want the frozen corn niblets. Or I like the idea of the frozen Mexican tacos, but I don't understand why. But
1: what is flan again? It looks like someone <laughs> yeah. blew their nose in that compartment. Yeah.
0: Little do we know, we'd love it so much in the future. Anyway, for some reason lately – I, I've been craving frozen dinners. And, and when you go to like a Dollar General store, it's, oh, it is it is like going 40 years back into yeah, the past. Yeah, because they've got just
1: boxes and boxes of them. Yeah. Banquet like meals MREs and, that have infinite yeah. shelf life.
0: I was at a Dollar General last night and I bought, I think it was like three French bread pizzas for a dollar each. Oh. And I was just like, this is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> Hooray. That's
1: anyway. so funny. My kids were just home for the holidays and they were joking about how for them when Katie and I would go out, we would always get them a frozen pizza and a bag salad.
0: Wow, that's that's my Thursday.
1: Every time we'd go out, they'd come home and say, Oh, there's a frozen pizza. Are you guys
0: going out? I'm like, yeah, actually we are. I don't remember there being a t- I guess we ate those really lousy frozen pizzas back then. and I mean they kinda had almost like the cardboard crust. Oh like yeah. The totinos yeah. or whatever. But mm. Uh, or, delicious nose, or anyway, doesn't matter. What matters is that we found these three songs and hell or high water, we're gonna get through them today. It, I don't know how many left field tangents there will be to corn niblets
1: oh, or sweet peas, yeah, but we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. <laughs> so
0: add salt and butter, and everything is okay, including these three songs. Here's our first one from Animotion. You are Everyone remembers this song, right?
1: Oh gosh, I mean, I don't want to call them one-hit wonder, but they kind of are, aren't they? I mean, I engineer, uh, I like that song, but I don't think anybody else ever has heard it.
0: They had like three or four. I guess memory right. serves. I saw them perform once live, and it it was a brief set.
1: <laughs> yeah, we saw them in Vegas together, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had they they played like four songs, and th- three of them we knew. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. It was good times. Turns out. Not an original song. Obsession was originally recorded by Holly Knight and Michael DeBar. Holly Knight, you probably remember. She had a lot of success in the 80s writing for other people like Pat Benatar.
1: Oh, my gosh. Her songwriting credits are insane.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've talked about her before. In fact, she pops up a lot in this series. Michael DeBar, on the other hand... Every 80s fan should know this guy. He had over a hundred TV roles, so many of them in the 80s. Yeah, MacGyver, Roseanne, Alf. Um, he was in G- the Ghoulies, Night Flyers, Pink Cadillac. Um, but you also probably remember him musically because he replaced Robert Palmer in the Power Station and fronted the band when they played at Live Aid. Oh,
1: so- I didn't remember that at all. Huh?
0: No. Well, anytime the Power Station comes on, I usually leave the room. I just- Such anger. Wow. If there's anything I don't like more than you 2 after the 80s, it's the Power Station. I was
1: going to say, you know, bands named after public utilities. Yes, yes.
0: Aside from the Power Station, he was in a lot of other bands, not bands you would name check regularly, uh, Silverhead, Detective, and a band called Checkered Past. And that's where he was when he wrote, or co-wrote, I should say, Obsession. His version is a little creepy. It sounds like this. You are an obsession. Possession unopened at your feet. There is no balance, no equality.
1: I got to tell you, Steve, I love this version. I have never heard this before until you sent the notes over. And spoken word of this song, I was like, wow. I, who knew I'd been waiting for this all these years? This
0: is amazing. Yeah. I love it. No, it's it's good. It was in the soundtrack for a movie called A Night in Heaven. I don't remember that movie. I, I don't either.
1: I, I looked it up, and it looks tremendously terrible. <laughs> It just looks awful, so we'll have to so, see if we can find it. And if you've seen it, write in. We'd love to get a we'd love to get a little pocket review from the listeners. I, I on guarantee that one. you,
0: between uh, between Kevin Wench, Augie, and Chase Squires, one of the three of them has seen it. So I'm just playing the odds.
1: Yeah, it doesn't even show up in Just Watch, so I can't wow. even tell you where to find it. So maybe it's on yeah. YouTube. I don't know. I read the plot summary, and it just sounds just so so stupid. Yeah. So
0: you know, okay. Anyway, Animotion took it. It became a number six hit for them, top ten hit around the world. It's their signature song. We use it for a seggy almost every show. Oh, my gosh.
1: You're right. We do.
0: Michael DeBar for his part, said that he had recently kicked a nasty heroin habit when he wrote this song. He told uh, songfacts.com in an interview about six or seven years ago, quote, How do you deal with an obsession? Um Uh, I was just getting off narcotics so the word obsession was being thrown into my life a lot which gave me the idea for the lyric but I knew I couldn't just write about drugs (laughs) Uh, because I wanted to write something that would reach a wider audience than just junkies. I mean, I don't know. It worked for Cheech and Chong. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyway. It's funny because a lot of times if you Google uh, Michael DeBar interview it comes up a lot of his uh, interviews are about his uh, drug use. Interesting. At least he's open about it.
1: He's still alive, so he seems to have moved past that successfully, which is not an easy thing to do.
0: I think, of all things, he follows us on Twitter. We follow each other. So he's pretty active there. He posts pretty interesting questions and gets a pretty wide response. So Google him, go to the Twitter universe, look him up. In the meantime, Google him, Steve. In the meantime, our next uh, unlikely cover of the 80s. Uh, slightly more obscure, this is all fired up by Pat Benatar.
1: Looking for the
0: do you even remember this song
1: uh, um i know i'm gonna get some static for this but no i did not remember this i
0: didn't did not either
1: in the late 80s i really wasn't listening to a lot of pat benatar sorry pat i I it just was you know the cure was sucking a lot of oxygen out of my listening
0: time <laughs> It's it's true but i mean this is the state of her career at this point Here's somebody who in the very late 70s and for the first two or three years of the 80s. Oh, God. She ruled. Everything. Ruled. Everything. MTV, the radio dial, record stores, everything. She was everywhere that she needed to be. But (laughs) come the late 80s, you're right. We we had moved on for better or for worse. And so the story goes that there's an Australian country rock group, which three words they don't normally see together. Dig it. Called the Rattling Sabres. The Rattling Sabres formed in 86. And they basically had one hit. And guess what? It's all called all fired up. It was somewhat of a hit. It got to number 94 on the Australian singles chart, which when you think about it, doesn't seem like it's all that impressive. I,
1: yeah, I, I mean, I'm guessing that the Australian music market, while slightly larger than the British music marketplace, is still pretty small. I'm sure Dave Featherston will correct me yeah. if I say something ridiculous here, but still, you know, hey, right.
0: I'll take it. I, I would love to know uh, Featherston's uh, opinion on the Rattling Sabres, which, by the way, an excellent name for a band.
1: It really is. It really is quite good. And I I love the video for this, yes, of course. It's, of course. The hat. He's wearing this hat. I'm like, of course that guy's in Australia. He's wearing this, this outrageous hat.
0: So the story goes that somebody from the record label that had the Rattling Sabres was in L.A. on a trip. And they were playing the song to some A&R person when Pat Benatar's manager happened to pass by. And as, we, as we've kind of covered, you know, Pat was not, you know, burning up the record dials at this point. The person heard the song, loved it, and thought, this is perfect for her. Now, in all fairness, you know, Pat Benatar, I I think maybe she wrote a couple of her songs, but for the most part, they were pinned by other people.
1: Yeah. She didn't write a lot of her own material, which, I I mean, I think we've talked about this. That does not, to me, that does not count as a strike against her. No. No. In any way, shape, or form. I know some people are like, well, they didn't write any of their own material. Who cares? I, I, gosh, she could sing the crap out of anything they put in front of her.
0: Um, so they take this song, she had to rewrite some of the lyrics to, uh, express a more feminine point of view, but it went on, her version went on to peak at number two on the Australian charts and in, in the top 20 in the U S
1: <laughs> Hey rattling sabers. This is how you do it
0: guys. <laughs> By the way, you know, we, we talk about Pat Penitar. She's another big cover song of hers that I did not know was a cover song. Shadows of the night. Really? Yep.
1: Huh. Who did that? Are you teasing that for a future
0: show? I'm teasing it for uh, episode number 14 of our new series. (laughs) Oh, by the way, I'm reading this book right now about the early days of MTV. I guess it's a book that was written about 10 years ago, which I guess you can do nowadays. I mean, the beginning of MTV, it's been 40 years. Yeah. But one of the people that's quoted extensively is Pat Benatar. She talks about how much she hated making videos. In fact, almost every artist that they quote in the book hates making videos with the exception of Duran Duran. But shadows of the night was one of the ones that she particularly hated, which I I love the video for shadows of the night. Like they're barnstorming, you know, in airplanes and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Two members of the band had to pose as Nazis in the, uh, in the video. And so that, you know, That doesn't play so well, even 40 years later. Yeah, you know.
1: Hey, just put on this. It'll be just like Hogan's Heroes, except you're the (laughs) bad guys. This is against all
0: regulations. (laughs) Okay, we've got one song left. We might as well spring it on people. Not a shocker, but uh, this song by Whitney Houston, also a cover song. Brad, I don't imagine you were a gigantic Whitney Houston fan in
1: the 80s. Uh, not in the 80s, but I got to tell you, I love this song. She sings the spots off of this song. Yeah. Oh my gosh, her voice. She just has... I mean, this is right at the beginning of her career, right? And she just has so much power and presence. Oh, I'm giving myself goosebumps just thinking about it.
0: I could be getting goosebumps or I could just be like a rover having some sort of allergic reaction to this orange mango. (laughs) Saving All My Love for You, actually written by uh, Michael Masser and Jerry Goffin during the 70s. The original version from 1978 was uh, recorded by Marilyn McCoo and uh, Billy Davis Jr., They um, (laughs) ironically, the two of them have been married since 1969. So, really,
1: I did not know that.
0: I don't. Was she saving your love or not saving (laughs) your love?
1: I think she's just singing this song. You know, don't read too much (laughs) into it. I I will say, I went back and listened to her version of it, and it's. This is gonna sound so dismissive. It's serviceable, but uh, you know, it just listen to that and you're so familiar with the Whitney Houston version and and Whitney just puts so much more into it. Okay, you know, Marilyn, that was a nice audition for American Idol. I don't think you're going to get out of week two.
0: (laughs) A few stolen moments is all
1: that we share. You've got your family
0: and they need you there. Oh, I've tried to be at last on your list, but no other man's gonna do. So I'm saving all my love for you. I'm glad you said that first. Because to me, I, I went back I and felt I feel terrible, honestly, but <laughs> I, it's I true. Don't, I don't feel terrible, but it feels exactly like what it is. Something from the late 70s. Now I feel like I'm dissing the late 70s. I love the late 70s. But there's a um, Ronco uh you know appearing on the yeah. Merv Griffin show feel to this song.
1: Oh god. Can you imagine? I'd go on the Merv Griffin show at a heartbeat.
0: <laughs> but there's none of the slow burn that like this 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 slowly building fire that, that Whitney's voice gives it. I can't, I can't yeah. believe I'm like, using my hands here to describe a Whitney Houston no, song. No, I
1: mean, I, th- I think it just, again, it shows the power and the presence she brought to that performance. I mean, yeah. I not to go overboard here, Yeah, it really is something else. I mean, yeah. listen to the two versions next to each other, and, and it's just like, wow. Are we even talking about the same song here? Yeah. Put this on your list of songs about uh, women who are the other woman singing from the perspective of the other woman. I feel like we've talked about this on other podcasts, but uh, this probably ranks pretty high on that list. I think we had a whole podcast episode
0: called "The Other Woman." I don't, I don't think we did, but <laughs> someone will prove but, me wrong.
1: Yeah, for our sake, I hope that we didn't.
0: Well, when you do 625 of anything, you start to forget. That, I forgot that we'd done twelve of these before, but I didn't realize when we first started this that so many songs that we loved were covers.
1: Yeah, I'm just glad I kept a spreadsheet so we could make sure we weren't doing the same song four times. Through. Hey, guys, did you know girls just want to have fun as a cover? <laughs> three weeks later. Hey, guess what? Girls just want to have fun as a cover.
0: Yeah. Shut up, Brad. We would have. We would have. Anyway, here's the story about how this song came to Whitney. Michael Master, who was the co-writer, saw Whitney perform. He was at New York City's uh, Sweetwater Club, and Clive Davis had invited him to come and catch her performance. And She was singing one of the songs he'd already written, The Greatest Love of All. After the performance, Whitney and uh, Michael talked talked about you know, how they were connecting on these songs, and Boom. You know, that's all it took, really. But you know what? Here's a song that, you know, maybe kind of underperformed and give it another shot. So her self titled debut album in 1985 was launched with You Give Good Love. But this was the follow up single and it was her first number one hit and her first Grammy Award. So mm. there you go.
1: I would have thought, How Will I Know was her first single? Maybe that's just the first song I heard of hers.
0: The trouble with radio then and now is that they tend to play the same three Whitney Houston songs over and over again, and so you tend to diminish you her to dance accomplishment. Want to somebody who loves you? Yes, that yeah. the most overplayed Whitney Houston song ever. In fact, I think we had it on our wedding list under the "Do Not Play." <gasps> Steve Spears, not my choice. Not my You're choice. A bad man. No, the, the <laughs> lovely Mrs. Spearsy had put it there. That was her call, not mine. I, I was yeah. kind of surprised when she did. And she said that was the reason. It's, it's over. She's just sick of
1: it. Yeah, you know.
0: <laughs> you know what I'll never get sick of, though? The, the Seggies. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moments. Explain mystery movie moment to me again. Oh, my mystery gosh. Movie. We play a snippet of a – I'm having to think. We play a snippet of a movie. It's a
1: movie, right? Okay.
0: From the 80s. If you get it right, you're entered into a drawing for something like – You can mail it, I think. It's, which would make it postal-friendly. Mm, yeah, that sounds A postal-friendly whatchamacallit. So, um,
1: I think you use it to open Bottles. Bottles.
0: Surely there's some sort of formal name for such a device.
1: Uh, one would think. Let anyway. Me check, let me check our Wikipedia entry. <laughs>
0: hey, by the way, I should say this. I'm going to say this in a whispery tone. Oh. Um, oh. Lean in, folks. Late last year, I, we we had two giveaways for books. Mm-hmm. One was the Duran Duran book by Annie Zaleski. The other one was the trivia book, Tamara Deaver. Mm-hmm. And I haven't sent any of them out oh, yet. <gasps> Steven. The wedding happened and I was in New York for a month and then ever since I'm back, it's been nonstop getting the house ready. Oh, yeah. So
1: integrating a full time resident into your Spears lair is I gotta think, you know, where do you put the dungeon now?
0: (laughs) Well, it folds up. It's like a Murphy bed, it's like a Murphy dungeon. The Murphy dungeon. (laughs) I have the books. They're literally sitting next to me on the bookshelf now. They're 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 all grouped together. I got to go back through the emails and see who who's owed what. But um, if, you, if you're one of the 10 people or 12 people who are waiting for a book from me, I, I apologize. I'm going to get these out as soon as I can. I, I, I promise. In the meantime, cast your mind back to episode 619.
1: Oh my gosh. I could barely. What was that show even about? I don't know.
0: It probably was.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's 619. That's got to be in November. It will, Holy it will, or cow. October, I'm- maybe. I'm sorry, listeners. We suck. Yeah. Holy cow! Well, it let me got... look it up. Six nineteen was November sixth. The Goonies book for kids.
0: Oh, okay. There you
1: go. <sighs> two months. Two months. You've been waiting for the answer. Two months.
0: I, in fact, I might. I might have promised somebody that book too. If, if, that, if you're that person, let me know. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know how to do this anymore. We have to record another show tomorrow. I I, I don't know if I'm ready for it. Anyway, we pay get attention to record another show tomorrow. <laughs> right, 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 right. Squeezing my mango here. Oop-ah, Shouldn't probably oop-ah. be saying that out loud. Pay attention from 619 Here's Your Mystery Movie Moment. If Commander Farrell is the man who was with Miss Hadwell, then Commander Farrell is the man who killed Miss Hadwell. And we know that the man who killed Miss Hadwell is Yuri. That's No Way Out. God, I love that movie.
1: It's so good.
0: It's so good. Dude, if you haven't seen it in a long time, go back and watch it. It's Even though you know the ending, it's still great.
1: It's it's surprisingly violent, <laughs> and yet not, I guess. Maybe it's surprisingly like... violent for the time.
0: Well, yeah, there's yeah, a couple of dead people for sure. No spoiler alert there. Anyway, yeah. we had some winners. I, it wasn't that difficult. Maybe people were losing patience with us already. So why don't you yeah, read some winners?
1: Be. Here we go. Winners this week include Lynn with three ends in Nebraska, Phil from Adelaide, Tom Korn in Austria, Mr. Whiskey, Dave Parrott, Dave, Dave's not here, those are two different Daves by the way, it's not three Daves, it's two Daves, <laughs> Kyle K in Arkansas, Dr. Jean-Marc Bovie in St. Louis, East Coast Alex, Brock in North Dakota, Todd in Minnesota, John Ross from Charlotte, North Carolina, Grandma Michelle, Kianov from Midmo, Gordon Shumway, really Gordon, really, Rick Korolik, Kevin, you can dodge a wench. Colin Hall, Kim and Hutto, Dallas in Missouri, Ricky from Nashville, Dale in Portland, Lou, sweet Lou, Gilly, Tim from Asheville, Max Headlong, and Greg in Ohio.
0: Pay attention, here's this week's mystery clip.
1: We well, better not be trying any funny business out there, rump hot. Hey, watch your mouth, mister.
0: If you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com. I don't know why I'm smiling when I say that. I just, that I'm just in a weird way right back
1: to you though. I, it's funny. Cause I was smiling too. I'm like, Oh, we're back home. We're back home. I'm sitting in my office at home in California and Steve is telling me where to send my answers. Huh.
0: I'm sitting here wearing a eighties t-shirt, black gym shorts, staring out the window and drinking an artificially sweetened beverage. It's just like time never no. passed.
1: It's, you know, time is an artificial construct and I'm glad that we are back where we belong. Anyway, do email us the answer
0: if you know it. Ah, oh, the magical refrain that it is name that eighties tune. And if it weren't written in front of me, I would not remember the name of this seggy. But I do feel good right now. I I don't know if it's um, more fiber in my diet. <laughs> yeah, can't be
1: it. It could be uh, just uh, you know better things are on the horizon for you and the lovely Mrs. Spears. Yes,
0: yes, you know? yes, yes, yes. The Spears layer has been transformed into more of a, um, it's still an 80s den of iniquity. Mm. It's a little bit more tastefully done. Mm, Nice. Not as much plastic furniture.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's for outside, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, this is this seggy where we play a snippet of a song from the 80s. If you get it right, you're entered into the drawing. One drawing per show. We're not doing two drawings. We're not made of money, folks.
1: Yeah, what kind of outfit do you think this is?
0: (laughs) Anyway. Cast your mind back to a crisp fall afternoon uh, in episode 619.
1: We played you a clip. You said it was, (laughs) I believe the word was tasty.
0: And we've been in an auto cocoon ever since. Here it was. That's Don't Tell Me You Love Me by Night Ranger. Don't tell me you love me. Night Ranger, by the way, is now the headliner on the 80s cruise for 2022.
1: I think this is my favorite Night Ranger song.
0: Ooh.
1: It's got so much energy. When you close your eyes, it's right there, too. Yeah. But I like the the anger in this song. I don't know what that says about me, but I like the anger (laughs) in this song. It's such an anti-love song. I don't want to know. Don't tell me you love me, because I don't want to know. Yeah. It's so dismissive. Oh!
0: Have you ever had a situation where you told someone to not, don't tell me you love me? I don't want to know. Uh,
1: no, I'm just, uh, that's <laughs> just... not in my DNA. I, I mean, I might oh. have thought it. I might have thought it. I might have blown somebody off, but I would never like look them in the eye and say, don't tell me you love me because I don't want to know. Yeah, Maybe that's why I like it because it's something that I would never, ever say.
0: But you could find the satisfaction in doing so.
1: But I could see how it would... Yeah, I, I can imagine, I can imagine a, a, a reality in which I would say that to someone, and it's kind of intriguing <laughs> to me. Again, this is like therapy, you guys. Wow, thanks.
0: Yeah, I feel, I'm feeling better. I'm so messed up. Recording this at lunchtime does things for me that a turkey sandwich <sighs> would never do. Lunchtime? I'm just finishing my coffee, dude. Yeah, no, it's lunch here in the in Orlando. As I said, Night Ranger is now on the 2022 cruise. 2022? 2022, so many twos. keep saying it. Um, They they are replacing 38 Special. So, cabins are still available. You can still book with the promo code STUCK and get $200 cabin credit if you're a first-time guest. In the meantime, Brad has got a list of winners that will... He'll be saying, don't tell me you love me at the end of this one.
1: Don't tell me the answer is what I'm going to say. Okay, here we go. Everyone ready? Buckle up. Winners this week include... Big breath... Rhonda Presley from Edmond, but graduated from Elk City, Oklahoma. Go Big Elks. Eh, maybe Rhonda. Hank from Penfield, Joseph Purdue, Cincinnati Joe, Librarian John, Rick Parker, Lido in Austin, Jason in Memphis, Lynn with Riens in Nebraska, Gene in Hollister, Mr. Whiskey, Dave Parrott, Donnie Gettle, Rhymes with Spetzl, Mark Ram, Kyle Kay in Arkansas, Dan Brown, probably not the author, but who knows? Dave Delater, Kia Novin, Midmo, Becky the Rocker Pixie, Kevin Serving Wench, Dave no longer in Oxford, Christine in Philly, Dallas in Missouri, Ricky from Nashville, Jeremy who shot J.R. Rodwin, and <sighs> Commander Berman in Maryland, who <sighs> takes Commander no Bur- orders from Mr. Whiskey, but does acknowledge Mr. Wizard as a top scientist and wonders how his glass got empty again. Oh, God. Commander
0: Berman is oh. my hero.
1: I didn't think I was going to make it, Steve.
0: <laughs> I'd like to take some orders from Commander Whiskey right now. Or Mr. Whiskey. Was it Sergeant Whiskey or is it Sergeant it's- Rye?
1: It's just Mister. Well, we were making ones up, yeah. Yeah,
0: we'd still never figured that one out. My my brain's starting to f- fritz out. So why don't let's let's spin the wheel and find out who takes home the uh, postal friendly bottle opener?
1: Okay, you ready? Yeah. Okay, I got my breath back.
0: <laughs> Ooh, break it! I only got one of these. Yeah.
1: I got a garage full of tools, so I can fix anything. Yeah,
0: looks like it's going to land on uh, Donny Ghetto. Rhymes with Spotzel. Excellent. So, uh, Donnie, send us your email. No, don't send us your email address. That won't help us. I'm send us your postal address. That will help us. And uh, Brad's in charge of sending out the postal friendly bottle openers. You have some, I presume. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, I have a good stock laid in. Um, yeah, actually, I just caught up the other day. I mailed out a batch. So. Oh, good. If you're waiting on one, it ought to be there soon.
0: Yeah. Sorry about this guy. I mean, it's just it's just weird. Our lives are really weird right now.
1: Yeah, I think you spoke a mouthful there, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna tell. Yeah.
0: In the meantime, pay attention because here's this week's mystery clip. If you know it, email us at podcast at sitds. And uh, <laughs> that's it. My my, Mister Whiskey. It's last call. What are you doing to that desk, dude? I know. I can't help it. I'm banging the sparkling ice. I don't know if you guys drink sparkling ice, but I do it during the show. I'm
1: going to get you some boxing gloves so you can't hold a glass.
0: (laughs) Uh, Anyway, you know the shtick. Um, We'll be right back after this commercial break.
1: Swanson presents Four Myths About Hungry Men. One, all hungry men are big brutes. Wrong. Excuse me. Many are under six feet and say, please. Please. Two, all hungry men are jocks. Not true, some are toms and dads. Three, anyone can be a hungry man. Well. Four, hungry men are always hungry. No, after a hungry man dinner, they are satisfied and full. Hungry man, it's dinner with the Swansons. Only much more of
0: it. And we're back. We got just a few minutes left. I thought, hey, let's thank some of the more uh recent souls who have befriended us on Patreon. Travis Bell, Jason Lulos, and Michael Liggett. Thank you so much for becoming patrons. We look forward to hanging out with you at um the January Zoom Happy Hour, which we haven't scheduled yet, but I guess we probably should.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about that. I mean, it's the seventh. We're not, you know, it's not like we're in- <laughs> january 29 and a half or something Oh, now you told him
0: what date it is so by the time we release the show if it's like the 24th people are gonna think we're total a-holes for like taking three weeks to edit a show
1: okay let me just record that well it's (laughs) early in the month yet we're fine don't worry the patrons will be cool i hope as long as we keep giving them content
0: yeah i've been posting daily blog items all this week so
1: (laughs) you're a better man than i am i need to get back on that horse
0: um yeah you should (laughs) Horses are yeah, fun. Help, I, help me
1: out here, bro. <laughs> I don't,
0: I don't, I don't like horses, so I don't care for the metaphor. But um, okay, I got to <laughs> get
1: back on that motorcycle.
0: Nope, my mom would be very upset.
1: Get back on the train.
0: Yeah, I like trains. Trains are okay. fun. Anyway, I hope you appreciate the attempt at humor this week. If you somehow are offended by the Hunger Man comments, I can't help you. I just really need a very warm brownie right now and a nap. Apparently,
1: if you want to hear the difference between average and awesome, go listen to Marilyn McCoo's version of Saving All My Love for You and then play Whitney's.
0: Right. Because we're saving all our love for you while we're here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. (laughs)
1: in the 80s is now on patreon if you'd like to support the show go to patreon.com slash stuck in the 80s podcast special thanks to check battery daily for our theme music and thanks for listening